Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Get ready for a workday pick-me-up. This is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. There's big news uh, came out during the week. Uh, a lot of people's favourite mare, Probabil. What a wonderful racehorse she is. And she's going to start breeding very, very soon. And uh, joining us on the show now is Henry Plumtree. Now, he's the CEO of Cambridge Stud that produced so many wonderful animals for this great industry. Uh, Henry Plumtree. G'day, Henry. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Very, good afternoon. Very well. Um, there was some excitement around the office when we heard that Probabil was going to be paired up with El Manzor, a wonderful, what well, was a champion horse in the Northern Hemisphere. I, I guess my first question to you was, how do you go about matching the right stallion for such a wonderful mare? Well, you know, it wasn't that difficult, really. I mean, I think uh, we've, we've got a lot... Uh, invested in El Manzor in more ways than one, not just money. Um, we've got a terrific group of shareholders. The horse has had a really good start um, to his career, and um, that reflected in the yearling market this year, Mark, with trainers coming back and buying them again and paying as much as they did last year. So that was a good vote of confidence for us. We... Um, we felt that the horse has got off to an absolute flyer. And, uh, you know, she's she could have gone anywhere in the world. I mean, we had invitations to take her to Europe, to go to Kingman and Frankel and some of the greatest stallions in the world. But essentially, she's a New Zealand-bred mare, and she has New Zealand ownership with Brendan and Joe. And um, she's everybody's favourite here at Cambridge, you know. So it was important to get her home to the farm. Now, one day she may end up in Australia and she might go to the leading stallion over there. and um, That's all well and good. But I think for the first couple of years, at least of her stud career, she remains at Cambridge and um, we see what sort of foals she throws. And um, we're throwing our weight behind the horses that we stand. So where is she now, Henry? Where's probably Standing right in front of me. Are you serious? <laughs> She's standing right in front of me, yes. <laughs> I got back from Sydney yesterday and came out to Caraca to see Lance Noble and watch the horses work this morning. And she's over on the stud side of that beautiful farm at Caraca that Brendan and Joe developed over the last 10 years. And um, she's basically just going through the early stages of assimilating into the broodmare band. So she's with that injury that she had in Melbourne she came back and had to be boxed for a month. Um, and then we've taken her shoes off and she's out in the day paddock now, just getting used to having no shoes on. Hmm. And she's a little bit foot sore, um, uh, but she's fine. She's just walking around and on Monday we're going to find a mate for her and she'll be measured up with her and then she'll be into a maiden mare 
mob sort of football sickness. And um, that starts the process. Do you get the feeling that um, she misses racing and she's sort of looking around, where's the horse float? I need to go to the track and, and have a workout? Or do, do they change their mindset quite quickly from full-time racehorses to breeding retirement? Look, I think, if you, I mean, I think uh, human beings tend to... Um, human beings tend to put a human slant on everything that happens with horses and I think um, the answer to that is that we don't really know what's going on in their head I mean I think they have uh, assimilation with horse floats Um, they they have an uncanny sense of knowing when a vet's in the box with them (laughs) some of them and some of them like it and some of them don't Um, they know when the farrier's there because their feet are being picked up and down the difference between breeding and racing, well, obviously she's not going to be going back into work anytime soon. But um, if you said to me, does she miss it? I wouldn't have thought so. Um, this is a pretty nice life that she's elected to. We've elected for her now. And, um, you know, being a broodmare at Cambridge Studies is um, significantly easier than being trained, <laughs> you know. I was, I was no, gonna... I, I don't think it really. Um, the, the mindset, it's more of a human mindset. You know, you often hear people say, oh, they miss racing. Or do they? I don't know. Hmm. If you find a talking horse, you tell me because I'd like to go and see it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that Cambridge Stud have an uncanny knack of um, matching up mares and stallions, but it's not an uncanny knack. It, it, it's a measured science, isn't it? What are the, what are the key principles behind you finding the right mare for the right stallion creating these foals that become really good horses because probably is a case in point of a very successful matching of stallion to mare um, going into the right training environment going out and winning group runs ones and as you yeah. say becoming a lot of people's uh, favorite horse is it, how much hard work is it how much how much mathematics and and biology is it it's not as complicated as it looks, really. Um, on you know, we've got a long way to go um, to even get close to Sir Patrick's record at Cambridge. He had a phenomenal record here through the eighties, nineties, and the early two thousands. He he just had an extraordinary knack of picking a stallion line that worked with New Zealand families, and um, you could point at Waikato and say that they've had the same success. And as much as that is is the strength of the stallion, I mean, in Patrick's case, that was Sir Tristram and Sir Beale, and to a lesser extent, horses like Stravinsky. But um, Waikato have had this phenomenal success with O'Reilly, Pins, and now Savabile. Um And they've, they have stallion lines which have just nicked particularly well with the Southern Hemisphere family. And probably is a product of the best of both worlds because she's a she's a Savadil herself from one of Waikato's very strong families, and they've got quite a number of them. And um, she's going to Australia in Al Manzor, who was a world champion at the time he retired. But it's an outcross for him because she's a grand. He's a grand grandson of Ifraj, who stood at Harniri Farm. Mm. Uh, by a horse called Wooden Bassett, who no one really knew much about because he was a French racehorse. But it's, it's, a, it's a complete outcross. You've got one of the Aga Khan's families on the bottom line there. So 
I'm hoping that that hybrid vigor works for her. I know confirmation-wise, it's a good mating. Um, he throws a lovely type on Mansell, and they're very athletic, and they've got great temperaments. So um, I think it's a good start for Mark, you know? Mm. Brilliant, Henry. Um, we've been chatting to Henry Plumtree, uh, the CEO of Cambridge Stud, with the great news that Probabil has going to stud, uh, start his stud career, going to be matched up with El Manzor, and, and as Henry said, an absolute champion. Now, I, finally, Henry, I detect a slightly uh, northern hemisphere slant to your uh, to your voice. Um, yeah. what, what are the big differences in the way that breeding is approached in the northern hemisphere, southern hemisphere, or is it pretty universal? It's pretty universal in terms of breeding and matings. Um, you know, you find stallion lines that you like, you find male lines that, that mix with those stallion lines, and you try and get it right more often than not. Horses have a, have a, have a habit of making fools of people. Um, we probably make as many mistakes as the ones that we get right. The difference in the Northern Hemisphere is probably more in the uh, stud management and the breeding of horses in a way that they're reared. Northern Hemisphere, traditionally, they keep their horses in boxes for a lot longer, mares and foals and that sort of thing. Um, they're gradually coming around to the idea of keeping their mares and foals out at night in the summer, which is something that they never did in Europe um, before. But um, I think the way that we rear horses here in New Zealand and in Australia is second to none. It's the best best environment to, to grow sound racehorses and the fact that we can compete on a global stage with all of our horses. You know, Chris Waller's taking three to Ascot this year, all Southern Hemisphere breads and two of them in New Zealand breads. That's uh, that's underlining that the stuff that we're breeding here is, is, is as competitive as anything, mm. you know? Yep. And the differences aren't, aren't, aren't that great, but I do think we rear them very naturally here and we rear them very well. Brilliant, Henry. Well, great news during the week, and I know uh, the the offspring of Probable and Al Manzor as well with looking at you do a fantastic job out there at Cambridge Stud, and uh, thanks for jumping off the plane yesterday and agreeing to chat to us today. Uh, the people will love love the chat, I'm sure. Thanks so much, and uh, I'd love to stay in touch as, uh, as things keep developing. Um, really appreciate your time today. Now, well, we really appreciate having SENZ here and having a you know, having a radio show that can actually showcase racing of all types. It's fantastic to have something back on the air, Mark. So we're very happy to talk any time. Brilliant, Henry. Have a great day. And give Probabil a nice little pat and a rub from all of us. I certainly will. Okay. <laughs> Take care. Well done. Bye now. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.